0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Now, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki.
1: Welcome into the final inspection show, Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. A little cloudy today, but you know that there are cars cooking down the track at Great Lakes Dragaway. Get out there and have a good time. Uh, Bring the family. It is fantastic. You guys are going to love it. David Hobbs Honda. Want to thank them as well. Out in Glendale, uh, <clears throat> go get go get yourself a new car, and then get down to Great Lakes Dragway, throw it on the track, and see what it can do. Final inspection show, pipe bomb. I am back. Steve Zaki, he's on the road. However, he will join his own show as a guest yet again this week. So you guys have that to look forward to. And Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com is going to join us as well. Now, uh, last week, obviously, one of the premier weekends in uh, in motorsports, Memorial Day weekend. You know, you've got uh, Formula One. They run the Monaco GP at the crack of dawn. And uh, a nice win for Ricardo there. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the, that race was just ungodly boring. And it it was, uh, it was very painful to watch. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into that more with, uh, with Eddie and Steve as well. And if you enjoyed it, good. I, I don't know how. Uh, for the Indy 500, now that's kind of started out as a snooze fest as well. And then it picked up later in the race and became very, very exciting. Will Power. He wins the Indianapolis 500 followed by Ed, Ed Carpenter, Scott Dixon, rossi ryan hunter ray that was your top five <clears throat> like i said that race man it it definitely picked up towards the end uh a race that did not uh as far as i was concerned as well was uh was the 600 for nascar <sighs> i i think i just woke up from that race man 600 miles longest race of the year kyle bush you know he dominated the whole race uh you know he <laughs> He led only 377 out of the 400 laps. So I don't know why he couldn't lead the last 23, you know, maybe he was just slacking, but um, you know, he wins every single stage and he wins the race. But uh, yeah, that, that, that was quite the snooze fest. And uh, you know, it's kind of disappointing because, you know, you, you, at least for me, you know, Memorial day was always auto racing central, man. And you know, I would sit down with my dad, and we would watch the Indy 500. Then we'd watch the NASCAR race, and it was just wall to wall. And I, I remember it fondly as a kid being a lot more exciting than than what I found it to be this last weekend. And, you know, maybe I, I wasn't watching the races in, uh, in a fantastic local location, I will tell you. So that might have had something to do with it, but I just... It was not very entertaining. Now, uh, for this week, IndyCar they head out to uh, to Detroit, and uh, they've got their race at uh, green flag flies today at 2:30, and uh, they're racing today and tomorrow out in Detroit. NASCAR they take on Pocono. Xfinity Series is underway now. They're in stage two right now. Cole Custer. Uh, your pole sitter he has the lead over justin allgeyer uh he's closing uh closing about two sec- or two tenths back and uh and they got a, a nice little battle for the lead going on there in the Xfinity series for the uh for the cup guys. Ryan Blaney is on the pole for tomorrow and uh, he shares the the front row with Kevin Harvick. Now Blaney Pocono is where he's picked up his only career NASCAR uh you know, monster energy win of his career, and he parks it on the pole. So, uh, so not a, a bad start to the weekend for uh, for Blaney, and uh, so it looks good for him maybe to get uh, work his way back into victory lane. But you know, obviously with Kevin Harvick up there, you, everybody knows how strong he's been all season long, and so you know, obviously it wouldn't, I don't think, surprise anybody. Uh Jamie McMurray, you got Truex, you got the Bush brothers, they share the third row. Logano, Newman, Boyer, and Hamlin. There's your top ten. No real big surprises in your top ten. Maybe, maybe Ryan Newman. Uh, you know, Chase Elliott, Austin Dillon qualified 12th. Larson is 13th. Jimmy Johnson for him, he qualified 15th uh for Pocono, which for him is is pretty good. He's been uh you know we've talked about his struggles, uh, and he's been struggling mightily. So uh, we've talked about them a lot on this show <clears throat> so far this season. Can he finally turn it around and park, uh, you know, park that Chevy in a victory lane and secure his spot in the playoffs, or will uh, will the pressure just keep mounting week after week that Jimmy Johnson doesn't win? You know, we I, we talked about it last time Steve was in studio uh, a few weeks back, and. You know, I, we, I asked him if he was nervous, you know, about Johnson. We both said no, but as every week passes, the pressure just mounts more and more on him and, uh, and, and we'll see. So I, I, I I think it's uh, I think the tensions are starting to grow at uh, over at Hendrick. You know, it's been a complete season. It's been a full year since Jimmy Johnson has been to victory lane. And in that year, Chevrolet has only won five races. So they're just getting dominated by both Ford and Toyota. The Chevy's obviously new body style and all that. So you know, I'm sure there's they're still tweaking it and trying to trying to work that out. But uh, they need to step up their game because they're getting left behind here pretty quick. Uh, you know, usually Kyle Larson is the only Chevy that has any speed. Now, of course, saying that this week you got Jamie McMurray who qualified third you got Ryan Newman who qualified 8th. So they've got two guys that qualified in the top 8 this week, but as far as results and and victory wise, Chevy hasn't really been delivering all that well uh in the last year. So we'll see what happens there. Uh Pocono, you know, it uh it's it's going to be it's an interesting track because you've got it's you know obviously called the tricky triangle. All three corners, you know, have something different. They, you've got the the kind of hairpin turn. It's like a road, uh, kind of like a road course uh, turn. It's a it's an interesting track. Uh, sometimes they get really spread out and it's not that exciting. And sometimes those races are edge of your seat. So you don't really know what we're going to get. Now after the snooze fest in the Coca Cola Six Hundred. There's been a lot of talk on whether the restrictor plate uh, package that NASCAR ran in the All-Star race, whether NASCAR said that they were going to uh, to look at it and see if they wanted to implement that on some of the intermediate mile-and-a-half tracks uh, <clears throat> starting next season. Now, with how boring the Coke 600 was, there was talk about them maybe – uh, try, trying to speed that process up a little bit and possibly look at doing it this season. Now, NASCAR takes a lot of heat, and rightly so, all the time, for how often they, in the middle of the season, they just change their rules. And it drives me nuts. I know it drives Steve nuts. We got guys that call into the show all the, you know, every week um, <clears throat> off the air, oh, could you believe that NASCAR did this and did this and, the, you know, so they take a lot of heat for it and and I understand and I'm I'm very hesitant to sit there and kind of support them trying to put that package into some of these tracks but you can't have a race especially one of your marquee showcase races like the Coca-Cola 600 on Memorial Day weekend you know one of the it's one of the most talked about races of the season the longest race of the season and you bore everyone to tears. You just can't do it. It's a horrible look for the sport. And I was against the whole restrictor plate thing uh, for the all-star race, and I kind of quickly changed my tune on that. The cars look slow, and they were slow compared to the speeds that they, that they ran without the restrictor plates at Charlotte in the, uh, in the all-star race. But at least the racing was exciting. And I would take exciting slow racing over boring fast racing pretty much every day of the week. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, if look for us on Twitter, you know, the Final Inspection Show, same thing on Facebook. Uh, search us out. You'll find us TFI, the Final Inspection Show, Final Inspection 1250. Hit us up on Twitter. If I'm wrong and you think that the Coca-Cola 600 was a fantastic race, please change my mind because I I am still just baffled and so disappointed by the show that that NASCAR put on last week. It just what a kick in the gut. It was it was something awful. But uh, what we're going to do now, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll be joined by Eddie LePine from Racing Nation, we'll get into uh, into some F1 and some IndyCar. They're running at Belle Isle in Detroit today and tomorrow, and uh, and we'll talk about all that and more with Eddie Lapine from Racing Nation. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. <laughs> Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. And, of course, David Hobbs, Honda, on the great Midwest Bank Hotline, the man, the myth, the legend, Fast Eddie, Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Eddie, how
2: we doing today, brother? Jeff. Uh, real good how are you today buddy
1: oh a lot better than last week my friend i'll tell you that
2: well it's good to hear you're back in the studio and uh back over your little uh hiccup last weekend
1: yeah i had to get a, you know just my body needed a little tune up so i had to you know get a couple yeah. things tweaked and uh and we're all set now
2: so uh hopefully you're you're, you're good to go Again, you got to watch a lot of racing last weekend, right?
1: I sure did. Was I wrong about the F1 race in Monaco? Did Was there anything redeeming about that race?
2: Well, I mean, I, 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 I will not disagree with you. It was not the most exciting race, but I think, as we well know, Monaco has become especially another record uh, pole-sitting time. And when you put it in perspective it's 12 seconds faster than they were going 20 years ago. And it's amazing because that track, there's just no room for error. And that's basically what the race has become. I mean, there's just no way to pass there. And they're going so fast and they're going so fast through the corners that you just don't get that exciting racing. And I don't think uh, it will ever change there because of, of the technology.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of tough, man. I you could probably count on one hand the the passes that took place, especially near the front. So, what uh, what was your takeaway on Will Power winning Indy and the Indy five hundred in general?
2: Well, I mean, he he deserved it. He ran a you know a hell of a race. It, it, it was it was very exciting. I mean, they they took some wing off uh, the cars, and they've made it. Now, where the drivers have to drive them, and as you saw, I mean, guys like Helio Castroneves, Ed Jones, um, you know, Danica, I mean, they all had problems, and that was related to the the rear wing change and the modifications they've made to the new uh, body style, which I, I quite think they're awesome looking now. The car is really nice looking, and it, it's made it a lot more trickier to drive for those guys and as you've seen and you know will power uh, never made a mistake and that's why he won and he did a hell of a job and it was it was pretty exciting you know and i have to agree with you again it wasn't the most exciting race through the race but as it got closer to that magic uh 50 laps to go it it picked up, and it was, and it was very good to see him finally show some emotion too. Yeah, that's another thing about willpower. Everybody thinks there's no emotion there, and you know, I mean, when you win the biggest race of your career, and, uh, it was good to see that. Definitely. Yeah, it was.
1: It was. I, I was kind of disappointed when uh, Oriol Servia. You know, he he ended up leading 16 laps, and then he finishes 17th. He kind of kind of fell apart there at the end. I was hoping for a stronger finish from him, but when you look at the at the finishing order and you look in uh, in the ninth position, there's Robert Wickens. There there he is again.
2: I know. The, the guy's incredible, and uh, he's starting on the front row with uh, Marco Andretti on the pole today in Detroit for the first race today in a couple hours. Um, the kid is the real deal. I mean, he's... And when I took, I interviewed him at uh, Long Beach, and he really was really nervous, and that's what he told me about going, uh, the testing, and doing ovals. And uh, he has adapted. He could not believe how fast he adapted to the oval racing. And uh, he's definitely adapted. He had, need, needed no practice to adapt to the road courses because he's been – up in the front at every course this year so i I really would i would love to see him win a race i I think he deserved it and he's been up there all, all all year so i think it's going to be a pretty exciting race in detroit
1: yeah and i don't think it'll be long before wickens finds victory lane you know especially like you said with the learning curve uh, and how short it was for him to to just fly around Indianapolis and and uh, and other ovals. You know, man, this kid is going to be good, and he's going to be good for years and years and years.
2: There's no doubt. I mean, the kid is good, and uh, you know, I mean, especially at Indy with the new wing change. I mean, he he never ran there before, and look at how he ran.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, it was mighty impressive. So I know that the uh, the champ cars are getting ready to finish up. Uh, what's the latest on that right now?
2: Well, the uh, IMSA Series sports car been, just finished. And uh, Catherine Legge and uh, Mario Farnbacher for Michael Shank Racing won the race. And it's good to see her in victory circle because she's been under fire with that whole ride and them Staying in that ride, and we also had uh, Action Express in the Cadillac prototype with uh, Philippe Nasa and Eric Kern win the prototype, and that just finished up just now, which is, you know, that's a it's a great track. That's uh, Roger Penske's uh, creation. He took that over, and he's really made that a heck of a race, and put a lot of his own money into it, and also. The, the track is just very difficult. I mean, it's kind of like a Monaco, tough to pass, but you can't make a mistake. There's no runoff space. So it, it was a good race, and it, I guess it it starts the weekend now to see uh, the Champ cars run their first race in a couple hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, we're about an hour and five minutes, I want to say, from uh... – the first uh, first part of the Detroit uh, Grand Prix getting underway. So were you surprised to see uh, Marco on the pole?
2: Well, I mean, not really. I mean, it should be expected. I mean, uh, I think, you know, they've, he's struggled. I mean, he's been kind of in the back uh, burner with the rest of the team. But I think he's got all the good equipment, and I think Honda's really – flex their muscle in Detroit this weekend. And I think Andretti really looks good. And uh, the whole team, Uh, Ryan Hunter raised third. And I mean, I think it's going to be a, uh, I think Honda wants to break this uh, Chevrolet uh, juggernaut right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like a, uh, a good week for them to, uh, to get that done. (laughs) You know, they, they've been impressive so far. What uh, what do you think – do you like the whole, you know, race on Saturday, race on Sunday, same place? You like that?
2: Um, I think it's, it's, it's tough for the teams. I think it's tough for the mechanics. It's definitely tough for the drivers. But uh, I think it's exciting. I think it really is. It, it, uh, it's exciting for the fans because they get to see two racers. Um, it's something different and, uh, it, it's, I, I like it, uh, but logistically, I think it's gotta be tough for the teams and the drivers too. Definitely. But, uh, you know, the fans are there, they get to, they get to see two races for the price of one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like it too. I, I think it's a, it's a neat idea. And, uh, you know, especially if you're traveling from out of town to go to the race, you know, you know you've know, you got two days full of action. It's not like you're sitting there and you're going all the way across country and you've got one race on Sunday for, you know, two and a half to three and a half hours, and then you're done. You've got your whole weekend's taken care of.
2: Oh, definitely. And, you know, you got qualifying for this race one today and then race two will be qualified tomorrow. The, the only thing that's up against the wall is the teams. To, you know, if somebody has an incident, with the car then it really puts it on the team but uh... you know for the fans look at it i think it's great and i think you know the fans should uh... you know go to facebook and and tell us what they think about things like this because racing you know they really want input um, to have shows like this and i think in a few weeks we're going to have road america with the indy cars will be there and i think it's exciting and we need to see the fans step up and say what they think about things like that and give input because if you don't think that uh, these manu- uh, manufacturers don't listen to the fans, I mean, these are the people that are buying the cars, and they do listen. Um, but, you know, as you were talking a little earlier as I was listening about NASCAR, I think NASCAR definitely, I don't know, you know, with doing, you know, mid-season uh major changes and talking about doing things and, and, you know, implementing them in midseason. I think, I don't know, I don't agree with that at all. And I, I think they really need to look because I, I think the fans are speaking with them too as you see some of the attendance at some of these races is reflecting that and, and the racing too. I mean, it's, I think they need... And I think I've preached this on the show numerous times. I think they need to go to Road America. They need to go to Watkins Glen and and have more road races. I shouldn't say Watkins Glen and then Road Atlanta. Just I think it would be a good thing for NASCAR to get out of the box and go to those because I think you'd really see fans enjoy that. So but that's my take.
1: Yeah, I would. I would love to see him at Road America. Um, I, you know, I am one of the. Uh, I'm an oval guy, and uh, I do enjoy going to Road America to see Indy cars. <clears throat> I wish that that the Cup Series would would run at Road America, but I'd want them to get rid of either Sonoma or or the Glen in order to do it. I'm not one of the add more uh, road course guys. I would rather them fix. I would rather them eliminate so many mile-and-a-half cookie-cutter ovals and, and make the racing on those tracks that they do keep better. You know, for me, NASCAR's got to figure out a way to take one or two of the mile-and-a-half tracks, and if you want to do it to Chicago, you want to do it to, you know, uh, pick a mile-and-a-half, and make these teams, you know, figure out a way where you can make it a three-quarter mile. Make it a one mile track, you know, that isn't gonna cost a hundred, you know, million dollars to completely you know tear up everything you've got and redesign everything. You know, if there's a way that they can sit there and fix it without having to tear the whole thing down and make better racing that way. I would also love to see NASCAR run a cup race on the dirt. You know, you've got the trucks that do it at Eldora and while it's it's different and that race takes some heat because the pit stops are different, you know, cuz obviously the pits aren't aren't big enough and so, you know, you can take as long as you want to pit, you don't lose any positions when you go in the pits, stuff like that. They've got stuff to figure out on how to do it, but I think, you know, that would be wildly entertaining.
2: Oh, I think I I agree. Jeff, that's what they have to do with a lot of the. I mean, I think first of all they have too many races. I think second of all, I think that the races are too long. Um, I actually, I get a lot of input from my NASCAR because um, I actually my mother watches NASCAR. She is a diehard NASCAR fan, and I think she knows more about NASCAR than I do. So whenever I need a question answered, I I call her up, and uh, I'll text her, like, uh, tell me when there's 25 or 35 (laughs) laps to go so I can watch the end. (laughs) Because I feel like what's happened with NASCAR is that it's become so long, and now with this stage racing, it gives them a break. And and I think that's what's really affected the fans with with the attention because – basically now people just don't have the attention to sit there and watch these races for hours. I mean, you see it last weekend at Indianapolis, but that's the biggest spectacle. But I think all this other racing, these fans do not have, and kids nowadays don't have that attention to sit there and watch. And I think they really need to address that point. I think that would be really a key issue in them making the racing better, and maybe possibly rejuvenating the ring fans in, you know, if they're not four hours, and then if the rain delayed, they turn into a twelve-hour race. So that's, yeah. that's just kind of my take on, on NASCAR. I mean, it. I, I enjoy watching it now because of Jeff Gordon. He makes it really good. And I told Jeff that, too, at Daytona. I said, you've made me a fan of watching it because he is really good at what he does. Yeah, he is. He is. So, I mean, I'll watch it now because I like to listen to him because he really breaks it down for the fan. But, I mean, that's just my take on it. But, again, like I said, and I think you talked about it earlier, they need – you know, the, the fans that are listening to the show today and, you know, the fans out there need to give some input with that. And they can go to the Facebook and, I mean, they can go to Racing Nation and and let us know how we can help it, you know, because we're here to help racing get fans and not take them away.
1: Absolutely. And I'll tell you this, uh, a great article uh, was written and uh, by Brad Kozlowski, and he said that the amount of races isn't the problem. He did talk about the length and says maybe they need to be shortened. He said the season needs to be shortened, and what he wants to do is sit there and run like a race on Sunday and then a race on Wednesday, uh, you know, like a midweek primetime race, and I think that's such a fantastic idea. For me, NASCAR season, I, I love the 36 races. I think it's fantastic. I love the fact that it goes from – February to November, even though I do think that NASCAR should shrink that because once the NFL starts a lot and there's even, you know, you got, obviously you have the diehards like me, you know, I'll still watch every single lap, no matter if it's up against, you know, the NFL or anything, uh, and whether I watch it live or whether I tape it and watch it later, I still watch every single lap, but there's not that many of us anymore. And so I think if you have a race that you can sit there and throw on a Wednesday night. But the problem is, is that you, you lose a lot of the out-of-town guys. You know, you got guys that sit there and plan their vacations about, oh, what track am I going to go see this year? Maybe I'll go to Dover and spend the weekend out there. Maybe I'll go to Richmond and spend the weekend out there. Well, now all of a sudden you move it to a Wednesday, you know, it it gets a little harder taking time off work and everything like that. But it was a fantastic article that Brad Kozlowski put out and uh I'm gonna try to post that on our uh on our Twitter page today, Twitter and Facebook page today. So, you know, check that out if, if you get a chance. So Eddie, who do you think uh who who's your predictions for these uh two races here in Detroit? Let's start out with today's race.
2: Well, I mean, I, I'm gonna go with Wickham. I think he's going to have a breakthrough. I mean, that's just my thought.
1: Okay. And who you got for tomorrow?
2: I'm thinking, I, I'm going to go with Will Power, I Power think All right. Be, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think Indy last week. And I think once they have this race today, we'll see how it shakes out. But, um, I think that's what we're going to look at this weekend.
1: Okay. In,
2: in Indy car world. And, uh, um, NASCAR, I'm going to go with, uh, happy Harvick.
1: <laughs> All <that's> right. <laughs> All right. All right, Eddie. Well, thank you very much for joining the show. Appreciate it.
2: Oh, Jeff. Always a pleasure. Uh, look forward to getting together in a few weeks. Uh, don't forget, uh, everybody out there. Road America is coming up. Oh, absolutely. You can, racing. You can be, uh, willpower and the gang will be there.
1: Yep, and uh, I'm interviewing Scott Dixon next week as well. So that uh, that'll be fantastic. We're going to have tons of stuff coming up, you know, in the in the coming weeks leading up to uh, uh, IndyCar hitting Road America and everything like that. What's the latest at RacingNation.com,
2: Eddie? Well, we're still talking about the Volkswagen thing uh, that was going on. Roman Dumas was testing the Volkswagen electric car at Pikes Peak this week. And uh, we'll be gearing up next week will be Lamar, the 24-hour Lamar, which he will be racing next weekend. So um, there's a lot going on in the racing world, and uh, check out RacingNation.com.
1: All right, fantastic. I appreciate it, Eddie. We'll talk to you soon, buddy.
2: Have a good day, Jeff. Thank you. You
1: too. Thank you. Eddie Lapine, he joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking for a simple and convenient pre-approval process for your new home construction or renovation loan, call Great Midwest Bank committed to providing uniquely tailored, common-sense mortgage products since 1935. Coming up next for the rest of the show, Steve Zaki. He's going to be the guest on his own podcast. Radio show a treat for us all. You listen to the final inspection show here on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway and David Hobbs Honda.
0: This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on 1057 FM, The Fan.
1: Welcome back, Final Inspection Show, Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, and, of course, David Hobbs Honda out in Glendale. Go get yourself a new car and then immediately drive it to Great Lakes and put that bad boy on the track. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline the man who's got his his name in the headlights, always on the marquee, Steve Zaki. Steve, where in
3: the world are you, my friend? Well, after a, uh, a chaotic three uh, weekends in Indianapolis uh, for the Indianapolis Five Hundred and everything that goes along with that, uh, it, it it you downshift a couple of gears. And you head out to the corn of Iowa and I'm in Knoxville Iowa for the 2018 uh, National Sprint Hall of Fame uh, induction uh, Hall of Fame class and'm uh, I'm, I'm honored to be a member of the voting committee and when my schedule uh, is able to I always come out here for this event It's a really nice event and and uh, this it, uh, induction. Is going on now. The first one they inducted was, of course, the late Brian clausen who we actually had on the show a couple of years ago, and a fantastic driver, and a very, very nice acceptance speech by his uh, father Tim and his uh, girlfriend Lauren Stewart. Very nice. The other ones going then, there is a World of Outlaw sprint car driver, uh, Lance DeWeese, uh, David Steele, of course, uh, pavement driver. Uh, a lot of wins in USAC. And uh, uh, Scott Gerken, who was the chief mechanic, most notably for Steve Kinzer and, and, and that family. And lots of uh, World of Outlaw wins. And uh, Emmett Malloy, who was a, uh, a who developed uh, and kind of expanded Carroll Speedway out in Los Angeles and was also a, an owner, spring car owner. And the IndyCar owner in the 50s, who I've got to know his son, Tom, who's out here, is going to accept on his behalf. And then Steve Beitler. Steve Beitler is an interesting story. Uh a spring car driver, uh, a very good spring car driver, and it has a lot of spring car drivers throughout the years. Uh, got hurt a couple of times. And uh, he was uh, eventually got into uh, auto parts uh, business and said, I-, I can make more money. <laughs> Uh, selling auto parts, and like I can race in the sprint car. Well, that actually then uh, turned into he's from Washington State, and uh, he's become a race promoter, and was able to uh, spend some time and hear him talk last night at an event, and very very interesting. Uh, he's one of the guys I'm going to uh, get an interview, and it might be either on the show or like I want to. Uh, we've discussed uh, previously, uh, privately about expanding the the, the final inspection. Uh, show digitally. So this is something uh, Jeff and I have spoken about. And, and you know, when, when you're on the it at, at all these events, there, there there's a lot of interesting stories. And i kind of taking the, the cue with dinner with, with racers. We've had Ryan Eversley on a couple times. But, there, you know, it's fun talking to drivers in that. And, you, you know, down in Indianapolis, and you, you talk to, you know, the guys, the willpower. We'll talk more about his win, his big win, and that interesting guy's but there's also a lot of interesting people uh, that are also involved in auto racing. Steve Butler is one of these, these guys. Uh, he promotes Skagit Speedway on Washington State and also a couple other tracks. And some of the things he mentioned is just music to my ears and, and, and regarding promoting and, and, and evolving motorsports into the current day. And I think that's an, that's an issue that we've had with some of the tracks. Uh, maybe not necessarily in this area, but especially in the Midwest, you know, you're you're not doing any favors having the 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 event or your your show uh, winding up at one two o'clock in the morning, especially on a school night. But we'll talk more about that. Uh, also, get inducted is uh, Bob Bob Mays, uh, the media member, uh, works out at uh, Speedy Bill's Museum and is probably one of the premier sprint car historians. Well deserved i like to say, uh, I'd like to count Bob as a friend of mine. And Oscar Red Garnett, uh, I was trying to, to uh, induct somebody from the pre-war side, and, and that would be uh, Oscar Red Garnett, who was uh, very active as a driver and a car owner uh, in the uh, pre-World War II, afterwards got into plastic. And uh, he developed uh, two things you he might have heard of, and, and who knows, you might have used, Jeff. That would be the hula hoop, and the frisbee.
1: Well, I've definitely used the uh, the frisbee. The hula hoop, uh, that kind of doesn't fit oh, my body on. shape. Yeah. You know, I, I I call it a belt. But uh, but that's <laughs> that's fantastic. That sounds like a heck of a class going into the Hall of Fame there this year. So now going from Indianapolis to Iowa, that's not exactly the most uh, entertaining drive, Steve. Uh it could tend to get a little long. What uh what did you do on that long drive?
3: Well, you know, we're talking about dig- you know, digital content, the big buzzword and it's just an expansion of a lot of the shows. And of course, you know, we're we're working on that Packer podcast, uh, green and go then and now, but there's also a lot of other podcasts, uh the producers podcast that we have. And it it it's it's just a way uh, to expand the entertainment of, of of our station, especially, but others in motorsports. And of course, we had I mentioned the dinners dinner with racers. So I'm driving in Iowa, and I the the uh, the dinner with racers interviewed uh, Dr. Jerry Punch. Nice. I love love Dr. Jerry Punch. Yeah, Dr. I do too. Dr. Jerry Punch is is one of the gentlemen. If you've ever met him in person, what you see on television is what you get. Just a really 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 nice man. An interesting story, you know, ER, trauma doctor. Well, this just takes it to another level. There's, there's stuff and stories. Now, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a racing safety geek. I've always been interested in racing and safety, track safety and whatnot. It's always been kind of an interest. And he tells a couple stories in there that just, I mean, the hair rises on your neck. I mean, he tells a story about Don Marmer and Don was a Chicago driver. His father raced. Gene Marmer raced up the, at the Milwaukee Mile in the 60s and, the, and into the early 70s, and Don raced a little bit. He might have raced up at Milwaukee, uh, maybe the early NASCAR-Bush Series back in the mid-'80s or something. Not sure. But I want to say in the late-'80s, about 1990, if you to YouTube Don Marmer ARCA crash at Atlanta, incredible accident. But he goes into into depth on what he had to do basically to save Don Marmer's life. And it is incredible. It's not particularly gory, but it's pretty, you know, he, he lays it out there and it, and it's incredible what he, he had to do. And then there's also kind of a side thing to the story that, that at the end that the, you know, the big uh, snare drum hit, because, it, it it's really really interesting but a neat guy and a lot of stories uh especially about stock car racing but not only that but later working for IndyCar and that. and uh I know he's one of the the good things uh that that we're sad to see with ESPN leaving uh the Indy 500 and IndyCar racing but I tell you what, we're not going to miss those ratings at the they picked up last week, are we, Jeff?
1: <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. Now, uh Will Powers' victory in the 500 was emotional on several levels, wasn't it, Steve?
3: Well, it certainly was. I mean, he is, I mean, you know, I, I, I made my predictions and, and to be honest, you know, okay, I, I got it right, but it wasn't that hard. <laughs> it wasn't that hard of, of, of a guess. I mean, it was kind of like picking justified in the Kentucky Derby. And, uh, but Will Power was, and he was also not only the favorite, but of all the drivers that have, haven't won, he's probably the one guy that, you know, you say he's probably next in line. You know, if it if it comes to repeat winners, it's, you know, you think maybe Scott Dixon, he's due to win another one. But Will Power was on the top of a lot of lists of of saying, you know, it, it, he he's the guy that's probably going to win. And and for you know he led I think it was 59 laps, but it wasn't you know at the end there was a there was a lot made with Stefan Wilson and, uh, and 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 Harvey uh, leading at the end and they were like well how come they didn't how come they pitted? Well when you're when you're four laps to go and your food light's going on, <laughs> you're not gonna fool anybody and you're not you know. Well, you know, they're comparing Rossi and that they're not even close. You know, Uh, Rossi was a lot closer on fuel than those guys. But it was great seeing Stephanie, especially Stefan Wilson, uh, one of the good guys in racing. A great story uh, of him, you know, stepping out of his ride last year, um, you know, for Fernando Alonso and everything. I mean, you got to you got to really give him credit for that. And, of course, you know, losing his brother. Uh, Justin Wilson a couple of years ago in a, a, a uh, accident, uh, you know, you got to feel good. Uh, well, he did, but uh, yeah, willpower winning and then Ed Carpenter, you got to feel for the kid. It's one of those he finished second, but his best finish and probably his most competitive race. But you know what? It didn't help him any. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. one of those. He just what you know, he was just just couldn't do it. And, and Team Penske. It, it's been a couple of years since they won, but but it's like, boy, they are just so tough in Indianapolis. And then one other thing, you re, the, when you when you look at you look back at that race, Alexander Rossi. You know, when Alexander Rossi went two years ago, he won in a fuel mileage, and and the kid was new to IndyCar racing, coming over from Formula One, but an American kid, road racing, you know, expert and everything else. But after some of those moves he was making last week, that kid is a driver. Oh, yeah. He was their excitement last week. He really was, wasn't he?
1: Oh, he was. He was indeed. Can I hold you over to the next segment? Sure. All right. I'm so late for a break. I feel Sparky stabbing me with the uh, voodoo doll. (laughs) So hang on. We'll get right back to you in the next segment. We'll be right back. More of the final inspection show coming up next. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. And, of course, David Hobbs, Honda, Steve Zaki. We bring him back in on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Steve, we're running out of time here. It's predictions. What do you see in your crystal ball, my friend?
3: Well, Pocono, I'd love to see Ryan Blaney, uh, who's on the pole. I'd love to see him win. And, of course, I guess Eddie picked Kevin Harvick. But I'm just going to go – I'm going to take a Vegas pick. I'm going to go with follow the trend. I'm going to go Cal Bush.
1: Okay. All right. How about race one today for Indy?
3: Uh, Detroit, very hard to pass. Marco Andretti's on the pole. Believe it or not, he's been closer than a lot of people think. I will go uh, for Detroit race one. I'll go Marco for this one, and then I'll take Wickens in race two tomorrow.
1: Okay. I'm going to go for today – Give me a little, uh, I'll go with Ryan Hunter-Ray. And then uh, for tomorrow, well, since we're going to be talking, I'll be talking to him next week, I'm going to go with Scott Dixon. And then uh, for NASCAR, I'm going to go with, uh oh, give me Jimmy Johnson in an upset to uh, finally Ooh. get the monkey off his back here. So, yeah, we'll see. Somehow I think I'm going 0 for 3 this week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>